0: This is the official Caps Church podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes.
1: It's me, Polly Cupcake. Uh,
0: uh, All right, Polly. Polly right.
1: cu- <laughs> Cupcakes.
0: Capstones, we've got a great episode for you today. We're gonna to be talking about uh, you know, a little bit of injury reports just right off the bat, real quick, and then uh we'll be going into our segment based Thursday episode, where I'm gonna bitch about the the fantasy of center depth that the Washington Capitals have. And Polly, what are you gonna talk about?
1: Captains being exposed.
0: Oh, Captain My Captain is exposed in the fantasy or in the expansion draft.
1: And by the time this drops, one or more of them may have been selected.
0: Absolutely. Um, but first, DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal worthy offer. F- just for our listeners, listen to this great offer. Place any pre event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 101 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 101 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook, it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new betters, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if an American wins a Metal. That's code thpn to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that is DraftKings Sportsbook code thpn. Use it and thank us later. Thank us later. Hmm. All right. Well, Polly I think we should get right into it. Let's um, pop some tabs eh? Yeah. One, two,
1: three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, <clears throat> that was not on purpose. <laughs> Oh my fuck? god. I just uh I just <laughs> hit puberty.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, <laughs> well, <clears throat> for any new listeners out there, that's not Polly's real voice, but it's fucking hilarious. Um, let's start off with some injuries that has that we've got to report on after the fact of the Stanley Cup being awarded the, to the the Tampa Bay Lightning. Victor Hedman is expected to be ready for next season after the Tampa Bay Lightning and played in the Stanley Cup playoffs with a torn meniscus in his knee. I don't know if that's going to require surgery, but most likely if it's torn.
1: Yeah, and I I think, you know, a lot of people in everyday life have a torn meniscus that they are able to still live with, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt like a bitch.
0: Right, right. Exactly, and I mean, um, you know what's crazy, because, just a little personal story, my knees were never really hurting, ever, Um, never, you know, knock on wood, had any uh, knee injuries or problems, like a weakness or anything like that with them, but I started playing golf, and I feel it in my knees a lot, and I think it has to do with the the torsion effect Mm -hmm. of, like, like, really twisting my knee. And maybe it's my fucked up swing, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think more people should have respected Tiger's ACL tear.
0: Seriously. And broken leg. Like, he broke a leg doing that shit, too. Yeah. Uh, phew, insane. Uh, that's what happens when you hit, like, a thousand balls a day. Yeah. It's no joke. Uh, moving on, though. Forward... Barclay Goudreau and defenseman Ryan McDonough each played the postseason with a broken hand. Wow, uh, Goudreau scored six points, two goals, four assists, and tied for second on the Lightning with 68 hits in 18 post games. McDonough, Mc, McDonough had eight assists in 23 games and was second on the team to Hedman in, in ice time per game, 22.50, and he blocked 46 shots. Crazy, fucking crazy. Nikita Kucherov, who led the postseason in scoring with 32 points, eight goals, and 24 assists in 23 games, sustained a broken rib in the semifinals against the Islanders and missed zero games.
1: And I have PLAYOFF in all caps there because right. he missed the entire damn season. Right. But then was healthy for the playoffs. But, you know, playing through rib injury, that's not easy. Mm-mm. I mean, every breath you take... Every movement, every breath you take, hit. yeah,
0: yeah, every move you make,
1: yeah, No. <laughs> again, <laughs> that was not on purpose. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: you're just full of it today, bud. I am nice, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's and you know, he left and everybody was calling him soft, and I was like, really, is he really leaving because he's that hurt? Apparently, yes, he was very yeah. really hurt,
1: <laughs> he was,
0: yeah, um. Alex Kalorn missed the final five games of the Stanley Cup final because of a broken fibula. Uh, That's a broken leg. Yes, in the shin. Jesus. Uh, Sustained in game one against the Canadians. The forward had surgery three days after the injury and was skating five days later. What?
1: Sounds like if this had happened, like, first round, he might have been back for the Cup.
0: (sighs) That's fucking nuts, dude. Uh, Over to Montreal. Petrie's bloodshot eyes were from passing out when they popped his finger back into place following his Game 3 injuries versus Winnipeg. He missed Game 4 and Game 1 versus Vegas, then returned. He's having a follow-up appointment to determine if surgery is needed. Um, Wow. It wasn't from a demon or drugs.
1: Yeah, it wasn't blood magic. (laughs) Yeah. Like many people thought.
0: Right. Um, Well, damn. I mean... Crazy. Head coach uh Dominic Ducharme and Gallagher played through a groin injury in the playoffs. How did how did the head coach get a groin injury?
1: He said Gallagher it? played through.
0: Oh, said Gallagher. Sorry. Head coach Dominic Ducharme said Gallagher. Sorry, I didn't s I've said and. You did. Yeah, sorry. So Gallagher had a groin injury. Shea Weber played through a thumb injury during the playoffs. Gallagher also got his like head. Smashed and was bleeding all over. Remember yeah.
1: That? in the
0: uh, horrifying act of violence. <laughs> right, he could have, he could have died. Literally, could have yeah. died. Um. <clears throat> all right. Well, that's you know, and yeah, we're we're over here glorifying these uh, these rich billionaires, millionaires, taking advantage of their workers. Here right. again, aren't we, here, Polly?
1: Toxic work culture.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a broken rib? Show up to work. You fuck. Or I'll fire you. <laughs> Buy out your contract. Right. And you'll still walk away with half of it. Um, I, you know, uh, I, I think this is pretty badass. I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who seemed unbeatable, were like in god mode, were, did, we're playing through some stuff.
1: Yeah, and I'm not a fan of either team, so I didn't watch them enough to know if you could tell that right. playing through it or not. But as someone who didn't watch them all season, none of these guys looked hurt to me.
0: Right. Crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. So, you know, congrats to them, and hopefully they recover and, you know, do good. Do good. Do good.
1: Good stuff. Good things.
0: Yeah. Well, look, I am just... Uh, I'm like the... the Chomping at the bits. The chomping at the bit. The hate is flowing through me, like, just so much after this past week and Anakin. two really bad beer league losses. I mean, uh... You got that Anakin hate. Yeah, I'm just, uh... Just gonna... Let's get into the Hockey Troll Hip Check and just... I'll let my ha- hate flow. How about that? Good. <laughs> this is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. Oh, those of you on the live stream are watching me like just stretch out, warm up, warm up for this
1: one. You know, my dad used to say when he was our flight football coach during uh, (laughs) stretching, Mm. he had us trained and he would go, why do dogs live so long? And we'd all go, cause they stretch. We're like third graders. (laughs) And then I actually asked him like recently, why'd you say that? Dogs live like 15 years. He was like, "I don't know. I guess because dog years." <laughs> anyway, I thought of that because of your stretch. But Shout out, Pat! Unleash the fury!
0: Yeah. So what the fuck are you idiots talking about when it comes to center depth in the and there's the Washington Capitals team? Like, I, I've seen, and the reason this has been triggered on me is that you know Nova Caps. Awesome little site there. Yeah, I'm calling, I'm calling people out today, Polly. I'm name dropping today. Yeah. Nova Caps. Uh, I don't know who wrote the article. So I'm, apologies. I should I should shout them out and and focus my hate directly onto them. But they published an article that said that like Lars Eller should be exposed in the draft or in the to to for, to Seattle. And I'm like, in what fucking world is that a good idea? And then I've seen Kuznetsov for Tarasenko or Kuznetsov for insert whatever fantasy winger that you would want the only kuznetsov trade that would be a win for the washington capitals if they somehow package the farm into getting eichel who is a center right yeah i mean you've got to return a center who is nhl second or third line good second or third line caliber to replace the hole that Kuznetsov is going to lead and leave. And wh- what I mean by that is that you want a center that's going to score 70 fucking points. Ideally. And, you know, because that's what, that's even 50, high 50 and is like a super staunch defender. Maybe I would go for that. And PKs, mm-hmm. like top number one PK unit is maybe where I'd concede that though. Like a step back from that seventy-point total because I, that is kind of I mean that's what Kuznetsov has been offering you know on a on a normal year and on even like a kind of a regular year for him should be a seventy-point year, don't you agree? Yeah. Even when he's in the shitter, even when he's bad.
1: Absolutely, I I think uh, you know sixty should be his floor.
0: Hmm. Absolutely, with the minutes that he plays and with the talent that he plays with, absolutely. And you know I'm so let's let's just take a quick trip down memory lane uh, and and review a little bit of the center strife that the Washington Capitals had. We're going to go all the way back to 2010.
1: Let yes, let's <laughs> 2010
0: featured centers like Keith Acorn, Eric Belanger, Brooks like you know love Brooksy, uh, Brendan Morrison. Matty Perot and David Steckle. Okay, all decent players, right? All These guys were all pretty good, but still they could not get it done. And that was probably like 2010 was like one of the Caps' team. You know, we still had Simon. Like, I mean, this was the Young Guns era. Like, we were killing it. You know, we had a ton of offensive firepower at this point, and we were still weak down the middle at this team, right? In 2010, 2011, the Caps were like, oh, fuck, we need to get some center Ability here. So what did they do? They went out and got Jason Arnott from New Jersey, who's a stud at the at the time, veteran center. And we got Matt Hendricks, uh, shootout specialist. Uh, he was a he was a fourth liner, but it you know, would drop the gloves. Good uh, good brawler. And then we got Mojo Marcus Johansson, like a guy who stayed with us for several years after, as like a third line center. Okay, 2012, 2010 through 2012, or sorry, 2011, 2012, enter Jeff Halpern, Cody fucking Egan, and Jay Beagle, love Beags, so we replaced, got that fourth line center, kind of like solidified, Beagle at this point was like playing up and down a little bit, he was playing um, a little third line as well, uh, but like I said, I mean, Jeff Halpern, that's a that's a guy who's had a a pretty good NHL career, a good veteran there. Couldn't get it done. And then Cody Eakin, who's bounced around to several teams, including the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, uh, didn't he play for the Avalanche as well?
1: I think so. And yeah, was he in Buffalo? Uh,
0: I think. And I think he eventually made it to Vegas. Uh, but again, a guy who's shown his worth in this, in this league. Um, 2012 to 13, Jesus Christ, it gets somewhat better at that time but really really far worse with Mike Rivero. Do you remember that guy? Mike mm mm-hmm. Mhm. After he left the Caps, had a big like drug issue, like sexual assault, like he came out he was a real piece of shit. He's likely faced down in a ditch somewhere, but at the time he wasn't bad. Yep. And this was somebody that I remember the Caps saying like we need to resign Rivero and uh I don't think it ever happened. I can't remember. But that's another failed experiment. 2013 and 14. Michael Lotta, Love him, you know. Uh, real good dude. Tom Wilson and, and Burakovsky's friend there. I mean, you know, probably not a, um, you know, like a top NHL talent by any means and, and kind of washed out of it. But a solid player nonetheless. And then Mikhail Grabowski. Grabovsky, The Belarusian. Uh, who everybody was pretty high on there. I mean, we, we acquired him and tried to plug that hole. Second line, third line, center. 2015-2016, Mike Richards, Daniel Winnick, Chandler Stevenson. Chandler Stevenson's playing top line center mo- movements in or minutes for Vegas this last playoffs. The number one center, possible number one center, Probably better slotted in a second third line center, but still a solid player. Daniel Winnick, you know, at this point he was a little older, and same with Mike Richards. But, you know, these were all centermen that we were thought were gonna like help get us over the hump, you know? Mm-hmm. Then so okay. So that's like twenty centers that we went through. Like and and over a six-year period, okay. Then in 2016, we hit Paydirt with Eller, a.k.a. Lynchman, to the Stanley Cup, okay? During this time, McPhee was literally shit-canned, uh, well, technically not re-signed as a GM, for not being able to plug his second center role whole properly, uh, but not for lack of trying. And, it's, and when I say second, I mean second, third-line center, right? You know, at this point, Kuznetsov had come over, right? So things were starting to solidify, but we could not get that third-line center position solidified. And it, and this is like a six year struggle. Every year it was the same thing. We need a better, we need to be better down the middle. We need to be better down the middle. All the while, you know, um, you know, the year before this whole timeline that I just started happened, the, the penguins win the cup because of, you know, you guessed it center depth, right? That was a big part of their run. And then, you know, they went back to back after we got Eller and that those series that we played when they went back to back were literally coin toss series. I mean, they were, they were separated by one goal.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so he, he, he you know, McPhee tried, he tried, 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 tried many different things. And ultimately it became an issue where it was so big that he had to be fired. Or not re-signed, I'm sorry. But you don't get re-signed as a GM. I feel like that's basically your walking papers, right? Right. And so remember this timeline, Caps fans. Barry Trotz gets hired in 2014. Eller gets picked up in 2016. And the Caps win a cup in 2018. That's a, you know, it's a four-year, every two years something big happens. But it has taken us over a decade to get here, Caps fans, just to, like, be a top contender in the division uh, continuing with, along with the Ovechkin era and finally get him that third line center to win a cup. So if we move Kuzi, like, you know, that, that leads me to the, it begs the question, who is a suitable replacement? And, you know, why would you want to get Tarasenko to back up, uh, Ovechkin, like an older, slower Varana? I mean, at this point, you would think Tarasenko probably plays on the top power play line with Ovi, right? Right. But like on regular five-on-five five play, he's going to be behind Ovechkin, right? Right. So, I mean, I don't know what what's going on here.
1: I'm just stretching our live. Okay. My legs um,
0: So, you know, at this point, I'd rather plug the hole that Cousy, that Kuzi potentially leaves with a veteran center. Like, I would much rather have a veteran center than if if we're going to move for. Somebody.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Because we're not interested in picks. We're, in, we're interested in win now. We're trying to we're trying to win now. The, the farm is up for sale, right? So, I'm looking at free agency, and again, this could change. And when I looked, I mean, names that stuck out to me were like Krejci. He's like 35, but the dude's still putting up points. And he's a solid third-line center and plays very well defensively.
1: Yeah. He would be a nice addition.
0: You've also got Zach Hyman from Toronto, Mm -hmm. you know, had a really good breakout year and has kind of floundered since, um, but is young. So it could be, the juice could be worth the squeeze, you know, we're looking at like the year he comes in and maybe after Blake Coleman, Blake Coleman, speedy, uh, third line center that could contribute to, to wing or to, to the points production and the, um, and the the PK, and you know, you look at this, and again, we're stuck back to like that time, basically 2010 to 2016, where we have a solid fourth line, we have a top two lines that are great, but the third line get, keeps us exposed, right? Um, you know, I was also looking at like Stastny, that's your boy, yeah, good old American boy.
1: Yeah, man. Um, he's still he still got something left in the tank.
0: Yeah, and I mean that'd be like a one two year deal. Um, Weinberg, Granlund, even uh, who I think Granlund ended up getting moved already since I've since I've uh, uh, wrote this. But you know, even like a Nick Benino. I mean, I mean, now we're reaching. Yeah. So the list is short, and and I think that. What people are probably like listening to me right now, they're probably getting all fucking pissed off because they're like, Well, what about Connor McMichael? What about Connor McMichael? He's played one game ten minutes in the in the show and was invisible. Um, you know, we were talking to Richard Blosser, who's a the, the Hershey podcast on the on the Hockey Podcast Network. And that is uh he, he says like look I mean and even he is high on McMichael because McMichael led the team last year in scoring in their like abbreviated season where they only played like two opponents two or three opponents he, he led the team in scoring but you know I think it, it wasn't like he was getting a hat trick every night And I feel like that's the type of center that you can plug for Kuznetsov not some kid who's like try, showing somewhat of promise here you know
1: right yeah I mean that's that's a good point
0: yeah, so I don't know, man. It, it, it's a sticky situation, and the list I think is very short for who, who we could try to attain for Kuznetsov in a trade. I am interested to see because we found out that he's protected. Like, are the are they going to try to figure it out? Are they going to have like a group therapy session?
1: Seems like that um that's where it's heading.
0: Because I don't think that if it, okay, let me let me pitch it to you this way, Polly. If I could get you Kuznetsov to play a, a seventy point season a year, would you be comfortable with keeping him and paying him his like what like eight million a year or something that he makes? Yep. Yeah. I would too. I would too. Um and you know, if he cuts out the shithead antics as well. Yeah. And hey, you know what? Maybe the Caps have no real, uh, unless the deal is amazing, they have no real, uh, I guess, motivation to actually trade Kuznetsov. Maybe this is just a scare tactic, and I kind of hope it is.
1: Yeah, me too. I like like that he's a capital.
0: Right. (sighs) So, man, it's a sticky situation, Caps fans. It really is really is. And I just don't want to hear anybody... Th- I don't want anybody out there to sell themselves lies about how deep the Washington capitals are at center because, in fact, we are not deep at all in that position. And when we became sufficiently deep in that position with the addition of Lars Eller, so it was in Backstrom, Eller, or Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Eller, Beagle, when we became sufficiently deep at that position. We want to cut in two years. Now, I just don't think that we have anybody on the farm who's ready because again, you know, this is like a first round pick that we would need to do this. So it would be like a Connor McMichael archetype, that type of first round pick to go in. I don't think that we have it except for in McMichael, but McMichael is, I still think a year out from being a, 100% full time NHLer.
1: Yeah, he's still got development. And uh, if we're looking to replace Kuznetsov right now, we don't have it in the farm.
0: Right. Boom. That completes the rant. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So, Caps fans, there's a little truth for you. Um, don't sell yourself lies. We need a we need a really good center and uh, like I said I'm willing to pay for him but again he's got to fit under the cap and he's got to be good. So Paulie, are you ready to ready to do your snack time? Yeah. All right. Here we go.
1: It's Snack Time with Polly Cupcakes. So, the expansion draft happens July 21st if you're watching this. If you're listening, it happened yesterday. Yep. Um, And I just wanted to talk about the fact that there were five captains who were left unprotected. Ryan Getzlav in Mm -hmm. Anaheim. Mark Giordano, Calgary. Gabriel Landeskog, Colorado. Shea Weber, in Montreal. And our very own greatest goalscorer of all time, Alex Ovechkin, Washington. So, we'll start with Getzlav. You know, it's been kind of people have been talking about how they're uncertain of his future. You know, right. Corey Cory Perry they've they've shipped a, shipped him off sure. a couple of years ago. Right. Um, you know, Getzlav is reaching the twilight of his career. Um, reaching shit, yeah, right. I think he's in it, man. So he's he's thirty six, and he's going to be UFA. So a couple of these guys are. And, you know, maybe it's similar to the Ovechkin situation where they mm-hmm. think they won't pick him because he's going to want too much um, or they just, you know, he's not worth protecting because of his his state and his career. Right. Um, I would say on this list, this makes the most sense. Sure. Get Slav, the only reason I think he would be protected is because he's the captain.
0: Right. Well, do you think that, you know, if this was a regular year, he would be getting another contract from Anaheim? I don't know. I I don't think so. Cause I, don't, I, I agree. I don't think so either. I think they're
1: kind of in a rebuild right now. They yeah. got, Or not even a rebuild, but they've got some young guys, and they're just going to try to lean on that. I think... Getzlav ends up with a, you know, a Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe situation, and he goes and finds a young team that he thinks is going to give him a chance at a cup.
0: And takes, like, league minimum for, like, a year.
1: Yeah.
0: I agree. Um, Man, I mean, whatever his numbers, like, this past season, they couldn't have been good. Anaheim was not good at all. Um, I mean – He's older, and, you know, to re-sign him... (sighs) Well,
1: he had five goals, 12 assists. Yeah, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, as a forward, this isn't the most accurate stat, but he was a minus 43. Uh, Minus 43? I'm sorry. Minus 14. Minus 14. 43 pounding minutes. Okay. But, you know, he was definitely uh, underperforming, for sure.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, this is his worst season in recent history, but he was kind of like on pace for a normal season for him. Well, he was making 8.25.
1: Right. And he put up 17 points. (laughs) Yeah. So, Um, I guess that explains why he's not protected.
0: Right. And here's the thing as well. I mean, if it's a, it's a, this one is, is a wash for the Ducks, right? I mean, if he gets picked up, okay, he gets picked up. That's good. Good for him. Uh, if he doesn't get picked up, he gets lowballed on offer, basically out of courtesy, uh, because he is the captain, like you said, but he's looking at like a third, second line, third line center, maybe.
1: Yeah, I'd say so.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the Ducks haven't made the playoffs in like three years. They're definitely, um, needing to rebuild out there in the Pacific. So, and with a new team coming in, you know, it's going to be rough. So, I, uh, I, I think this is the, the least shocking for sure of them. So, who's next?
1: So, Calgary's captain, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Giordano, two years removed from the, What's the defense award? Norris. Norris. There it is.
0: Um, Scoring a ridiculous amount of points during that season, by the way.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, and they're exposing him. He's got one year left, 6.75. He, you know, I I think he's still worth the money. Yeah. Um, As a defenseman, let's see here real quick. Okay. So... I mean, he had more points than (laughs) Getzlav. He had nine goals and 17 assists, and he was a plus five. So, definitely, out of these two, this is the most surprising.
0: Right, and I say he gets picked up by Seattle here. He's yeah. still got a little bit in the tank. He's got like what a couple years you said left on the contract.
1: He's got one one year on the contract. He's thirty seven years old. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they take him and they just ride out the one year, and see yeah. how it
0: goes. Right. I mean, why not? The dude's a stud. He's had a great career. He's offensively gifted. He could play the power play. He can anchor your defensive core. He can bring that leadership quality. You know, all the all the stuff. That that you would like in a expansion team and a new crew. Now, do you think he gets like a C or an A if he does go to the Kraken?
1: Let's save that for the end. Okay. Uh, all right. So our next guy is yeah. Gabriel Landeskog.
0: i well, never heard of him.
1: Never. <laughs> um, so he is a, an upcoming UFA. Right. Um he was making this year five point five and some change. Cool. Um you know and the kind of numbers he's been putting up, you know, this year fifty two points in fifty four games. Forty four points in fifty four games last year. He he's had seventy five and sixty two points in full seasons.
0: He and he's a winger. He's a center. Oh, a center. And so um and he's a Swede, right? He's a Swede,
1: bro. He's been captain. They named him when he was 19. He's right. 28. Um and I've been reading some reports that he might be looking at like 8 or 9. And that's part of the reason why he might not be getting signed because McKinnon's going to be needing to get paid soon. Right. And Makar is going to be coming off his entry level pretty soon. Now, update to what I said. This is the biggest surprise to me so far. You think? Well, okay, so when you look at the Avalanche on their protection and available list, there's a lot of names you would have wanted to protect that you couldn't. Right. They've got a very good team. Uh, it's not surprising in that he's a pending UFA. It is surprising because he's a nine-year captain who's putting up very good numbers. Right, right. But you know, Joe Sakic has basically basically been juggling knives with the cap for the mm. last five years, uh, and I think he's ruthless. Right. As a GM, you know, ultimate competitor. He he doesn't spare feelings, that's for right. sure. Sure. Um, and as, you know, fans, listeners have heard, I'm also an Avalanche fan. So this one hurts a little bit. I love Gabe. Yeah. Um, But, you know, if he's, if Joe's not going to find a way to pay him, if he wants to get paid, he deserves it. I mean, he's he's putting up. Kuznetsov numbers. Right. So he should be getting
0: Kuznetsov money. I agree. Um, I just don't know if it's there. And I... From Tell It As It Is podcasts are... Uh, podcast for the Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. They've been tweeting that talks have really deteriorated on both sides. Yeah. But again... If you expose him, he's a UFA, a pending UFA, right? So he could do an Ovechkin. Right. And, you know, maybe
1: that's part of Joe's plan. Right. Yeah, maybe they're feeding people false information. Right. Some FUD. Yeah. I mean, with, with all the leaks that happen, first of all, if I was in this business, I'd be so pissed that there's a source that leaks shit. Right. But <laughs> like with all the all the stuff that gets leaked, I think if I were a GM, I'd I'd be leaking like counter propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you knew like who was a source for different outlets. Right. Like right. say something ridiculous in a meeting and then see it get printed. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I really hope to see him come back. If he gets drafted or signs of someone else, I think they name McKinnon captain by the end of August.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So, who's next?
1: Next is Shea Weber. Let me pull him up here. So... I guess I wasn't entirely surprised with this, okay. Um, But still a little bit. You know, he's not—he's not quite as old as some of the other guys. Well, he's thirty-five,
0: right? And Uh, let's be honest here, Shea Weber. The—he's getting paid a ton, right? Like, how much is how much is his contract? Like, I thought it was like ten million or something.
1: Yeah. Well, so it's seven point eight until twenty twenty-six.
0: All right. So, and also, Shea Weber is also like, I've I've heard the retirement word getting kicked around in reference to Weber. When you retire, you forfeit all your money, right? Right. And how many years does he have left? Six. Six years on that no. contract. Uh, Four. Five. Five. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he'd be forfeiting almost forty million. Yeah. I guess I would probably try to be playing, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. so his last season, um,
1: <laughs> again, uh, right around Getzlav, he had 19 points. Right. Six goals, 13 assists. In the playoffs,
0: one goal, five assists. He, but that's not his jam. You know he's a more of a stay at home guy. Well, right? He
1: is, but and that's the thing. Even with being a stay at home guy, he's still contributing, right? And I think whenever something happened in any of the Montreal series, the first thing I would think is, well, now they're going to have to deal with Shea Weber, right? Exactly. Right. Uh, I mean he's he's very valuable. Uh, you know, caveat or not caveat. Side, uh, side thing here. Uh, she, Kerry Price probably the closest thing to a captain that's not a captain. Right. Um, and I think they're playing... We dare you to draft him. Because he's getting paid so much. Right, right. And he's in his mid-30s.
0: But, I mean... You know, and I mean, it's not completely the same. But Derek England was picked up by Vegas and was, like, a huge part of, like, that team in the sense of, like, leadership and all that shit, right? Uh... Though Derek England was not making 10 mil like you know, six million against cap. When, yeah, I mean, imagine him and Giordano at that team, though. Shea Weber. Yeah, and Gio. yeah,
1: that'd be nice.
0: <laughs> It'd be expensive. It'd be incredibly expensive. Yeah, the but... rest of their blue line would have to come from the A. Right, or or be cheap. Right, maybe that that would reduce the Brennan Dillon chances. Um, and look, I mean, I think that that, that contract was unsettling to Nashville. They did straight up for PK, who also had an unsettling contract. Uh, and again, we're, with the cap being the way it is, we're again at that unsettling has turned into fuck, get this away from me now. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and you look at Montreal and they're paying, Carry Price, $10 million, but they've exposed him. Like, so, who knows, man. Uh, if, I, I would suspect that Shea Weber probably stays in Montreal, though.
1: Yeah. Because
0: <clears throat> you only get one. And if you got Carry Price or Shea Weber, who are you going to take?
1: I'd take Carry Price.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, and
1: then the final guy, Ovechkin not going to get too much into this cuz we've talked about it plenty.
0: Right, we already know he's going to yeah. fucking just sign like minutes after the draft, hopefully. Yeah. We he, honestly this could be old news by the time you're listening. He's already yeah. signed another contract with the Caps.
1: Yeah, 13 so, million a year. Out of the the 5 out of 31 captains that were exposed. I think Gabriel Landeskog is the most upsetting to me, but come to think of it, Giordano is probably the biggest surprise. Yeah. I I would say. Um, so you look at these five guys. Imagine they all get drafted by Seattle. No. I'm going to take Ovechkin because you're just going to default to him. Right. Minus Ovechkin. GetzLab, Giordano, Landis Gok, Shea Weber. Out of those four, which one doesn't get a letter on his jersey, and which one is the captain out of the three?
0: Getzloff doesn't get a letter. Okay. Landy's captain, and the other two are A.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Um, Actually, I take it back. Weber doesn't get an, a, a moniker. He doesn't get a he doesn't get an A or a, or a C. Giordano gets the A. Landy gets the C.
1: And Getzlav gets an A.
0: Getzlav gets nothing.
1: Oh, so you're
0: there's you're yeah, even, someone else gets the other A.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, even though I love Landy, I I think Shea Weber gets the C. Landis Gog and Giordano get the A's.
0: Interesting. I I could see it. But I feel like at this point, Shea Weber wouldn't need, like, in that room. I don't think he'd need that uh, any of that. I, I don't think that he's that impactful player as he was five years ago. But at the same point, I think he still does the captain shit without having the title.
1: Yeah, and probably they all would. And right. then maybe they think, Landis goggs 28, so we'll give it to him. And then the other guys don't need it. But they'll be there doing it exactly. So they'd have end up having like seven captains instead of three,
0: right? And then you can kind of take the uh, you can take a, a up and comer that is a fan favorite that you know has proven themselves and go a on him. But you know what the the knights didn't name captains.
1: No, it took like well, it wasn't until Mark Stone. Right, they went with three A's for a couple seasons.
0: Yeah, so they might go that route too. Well, and if that's the case, yeah, I mean, I think that maybe you give Shea Weber the A there if it's just three A's. Yeah,
1: well, if they don't draft Landis Gog, I hope that Pat Maroon is the first captain, in <laughs> Kraken history. Oh my God. It would have been if he was left exposed. It would have been nice if T.J. Oshie. Was the first captain if they had drafted him, which obviously is impossible, right? But that would be been...
0: why are you even putting that into the fucking atmosphere right now?
1: I just I like to think of things
0: coming full circle. TJ Oshi is a fucking capital. That's the end of the circle. I know. <laughs> That's the end of the thing that never ends.
1: I'm I'm big on speculation, conjecture.
0: Right, fair, obviously, obviously, but.
1: Well, you know, we I get a- what
0: you're saying and it would be kinda cool because he's like hometown guy. Yeah. Came up in the junior system there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oshi, that is, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um so, you know, I just it's interesting. You know, I, I think when you when you look at it not from the business standpoint, you always assume that the captains are like untouchable. Right.
0: You know? Yeah. Um so it's like a franchise card in football, exactly. And yeah. you like that? You like that fucking football like, reference? Look, bro? At <laughs> look at you!
1: Look at you! You know, and while you were doing your segment, we had you know a couple of viewers, and I noticed that when my segment came around, we ended up at zero. So anyone Dude, it's who's midnight, anyone who's still listening when this drops audio. And whoever is our current one viewer, thanks for uh,
0: bearing with me. <laughs> Absolutely, it was a good segment, and I mean, it, it's going to be crazy to see. I think that a lot of um, surprises are out. I think that a lot of teams have just succumbed to their fate and had to have justified this through the business side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, to your to your point, like they they need like the the ca- the cap is flat. They need to shed it. They know that no one, because the cap is flat, that nobody else is a buyer because they are also experiencing the same problem. Right. Uh, and they're using this to give, you know, a, the business is justified give it, doing the kind of like somewhat good guy thing and just taking that contract, unloading it onto the new expansion team and having them be a leader there and contributing. Uh, I think that the the teams have very much just kind of said, like, well, <clears throat> you know, we're going to have to take this bullet. Might as well just lean into it. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Well, uh, Capstones. obviously, you know how this ends uh, as far as the, the draft, but, you know, we're recording on a Sunday, so we're a little outdated. We hope that you've uh, really liked this episode and enjoy kind of like uh, us doing a little bit of mental masturbation. Remember that the caps aren't fucking deep down the middle, and uh, you know we'll just move on from there. And uh, you now know that the mayhem that is unfolded in who the Seattle Kraken have poached from all of the other teams. And caps
1: and non-caps fans appreciate your captains. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Appreciate why they last because nothing is nothing is infinite. If you don't um,
1: love them, somebody else will.
0: <laughs> wow, Pauly's, Pauly's unpacking some some really deep seated issues here. But <laughs> uh, so at that with that note, um, we're gonna end it here. You know, if you like the podcast, or really if you don't, we don't give a shit. If you could at least give us a five star rating, five stars only, that would be amazing. Um, until next week, Caps fans, Hot Control, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, The Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly
1: Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.
0: And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com, the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, Oh, we're not friends anymore.